cursing. Known for being rude. Famous for being bleeped here. Nobody thinks much about it, so let's have some fun. Let's find out why cursing is secretly incredibly fascinating. Welcome to a whole new podcast episode, a podcast all about why being alive is more interesting than people think it is. My name is Alex Schmidt, and I'm not alone. I have two wonderful guests today, Rivers Langley and Martin Urbano. Rivers is a wonderful stand-up comedian. He's also the co-host of a wonderful podcast called The Goods from the Woods, which is a very, very funny and smart show and also draws on a lot of Southern experiences and and background and everything there, too. And then Martin Urbano is a very, very funny stand-up comedian. You might have seen him on the New York Comedy Festival or Comedy Central or Jimmy Kimmel Live. Martin Urbano is also the host of a very, very funny comedy game show. The name of the game show is Who Wants 269 with Martin Urbano, And I know you can't see the logo for the visual joke. It's called Who Wants 269 because it's $2.69. That is the the prize of the game is $2.69. It's a quiz game. Very funny. Maybe my favorite comedy game show running right now. It's it's just really great. I have plenty of links about that as well. Also, I've gathered all of our zip codes and used internet resources like native-land.ca to acknowledge that I recorded this on the traditional land of the Canarsie and Lenape peoples. Acknowledge Martin recorded this on the traditional land of the Lenape people. Acknowledge Rivers recorded this on the traditional land of the Gabrielino Tongva and Keech and Chumash peoples. And acknowledge that in all of our locations, native people are very much still here. That feels worth doing on each episode. And today's episode is about cursing. That is a patron-chosen topic. Thank you very much to Donna Milligan for the suggestion and to Jonathan Smookler for cheering it on. It's also really fun in the context of this podcast because the, the public main feed there is rated clean. It is designed to be all ages. And so a podcast about cursing. Oh, how do we do it? Well, we're going to curse a lot. It's going to be full of cursing and swear words, I and I'm trying to make that clear in the title of the episode, and make that clear right now, talking to you about it. We cannot discover what is fascinating about cursing without doing it, without being clear about what words we're saying to each other. I hope that's not shocking for you. I, I had a good time with it, but it is way more cursing than I usually do, because, uh, you know, we're being scholars, I guess. We're really getting into it. So, please sit back, or sit in excited anticipation of Alex saying something dirty, like the C-word. And no joke, I say the actual C-word in this episode at least once, I think a couple times. Uh, Again, anyway, this is your last heads up, that actual swearing is coming. And it's an amazing show because of it. Please enjoy this episode of Secretly Incredibly Fascinating with Rivers Langley and Martin Urbano. I'll be back after we wrap up. Talk to you then. Rivers Martin, it is so good to have you both here. And of course, I always start by asking guests their relationship to the topic or opinion of it. Either of you can start, but how do you feel about cursing? I think it's bad. I would never curse. It's one of my favorite things to do. Uh, I like it. (laughs) I'm in favor. Okay. I actually only agreed to do this because I knew it was a clean podcast. And the fact that now you're kind of, you know, pulling the rug under me. I don't don't love it, but, you know, I'm happy to be here. (laughs) I'm just happy to talk about the kingdom of Jesus. No, it's it's not a religious thing. It's just (laughs) a personal choice. (laughs) That's my favorite. (laughs) Just a personal choice. I honestly wish I could do it less on stage. (laughs) On stage in particular, because 
you know, it seems to me the reason that you have these words is to add impact and to add meaning. And I, you, as uh, this was a, a quote from Lewis Black, but he said, I use fuck as a comma. And that is, <laughs> and that's my thing too. I'm just like, I can't. And so, you know, anytime I've ever had, especially like family watch me do stand up, it's like, they're like, damn, you're like a really, you know, saying the fuck word a lot, you know, and, and I don't, <laughs> but they say it, but I don't think of, <laughs> I don't think of my, like, I'm not like my subject matter is not that dirty. I just can't stop myself from just, you know, adding it on everything. But, uh, you know, it's, it would probably help as a comedian to be able to lessen it. So when you do use it, it's an actual impact point in your act as opposed to just casually tossing it off so it's something i honestly have worked on not not for any like morality reason but just for like a from a performance standpoint because those words can be very very effective but you know you got to kind of parse them out i get it but it's also a little stylistic thing right like where what is your family's background like they don't swear like at all like no, so no 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 I, I just mean you know it's it's mainly my mom anytime she's ever seen me do stand up she's like wow that's a that's a lot no we're not like you know i, I think they're the, the only like really religious member of my family uh passed away about a year and a half ago so you know we're pretty much free and clear on on that the morality it's just aspect of it it's curse just, words ever since just swear words yeah well i think it's like <laughs> it's, it's opened yeah yeah well it's just you know i think it's just something that moms notice more than anything yeah. and it's something that i've um, sort of like yeah. thought about where i'm just like yeah it actually is you know not like again not for some moral reason but just just for a lexical reason because they those words do add impact to certain things and uh if you can use use them less when you do break them out you know it's it's more impactful i get that i i do such dark stuff that for the longest time i would avoid uh swearing so that way people couldn't get uh, couldn't have that easy pass to criticize like kind of the things that I was saying if they were like dark or dirty. I wanted to like play with oh, innuendo wow. so hard yeah. that I would try to take swear words out. And then now post pandemic I've included them in my act. I even though my personal life I never say them. In my act now I sometimes uh will throw out a, a, a curse word because I'm I don't know, it's just feeling more right for the material I've been doing lately. I would be making, let's say, pedophile jokes. And so for that, you got to be squeaky clean so you can still get, you know, people still get mad, (laughs) but you got to be clean about it. If not, people will be like, it's vulgar and you're saying all this stuff. Yeah. And I'm trying to avoid that. Forget who, but somebody I know said that they like try to absolutely avoid swearing in a customer service situation. Well, yeah. Because then as soon as you do that, they're allowed to bail. They don't have to help you at all. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But if you, you, you could say like pretty aggressive things and as long as they're calm it's still like they still have to help you fix whatever it is yeah, yeah. That, that's true. true that i think that's a standing order in the in the kind of especially telephone customer service game as soon as someone swears at you you're allowed to just be like all right done we're done and this and people please check out both rivers and martin stand up it's awesome and yeah and i love getting an eye into like the the technical almost musical use of it or not use of it yeah that's fascinating well and and on on the last thing you just said i could uh on our uh podcast uh i talk about i i always talk to phone scammers whenever they call i press (laughs) one i wait like i have nothing but time and i always just mess with them and it's like the funnest thing i i've done it so much that they now call me and ask my fake name which is always Waylon. It's Waylon Jennings. I always tell them my name is Waylon Jennings, and they'll always call and be like, "Is this Waylon Jennings?" I'm like, "Yes, it is." Like that's how much I've done this to these people. Uh, wow. That I've made, do they just I, hang up like after they? No. no, no, no. My I'm saying my fake name has made it into the the spam system, so they don't even ask for my real name. But, that's amazing. But what I was gonna say is that that's the thing is they even. Uh, you know, even in whatever call center and whatever part of the world they're calling from, even they have the if you cuss, you know, they'll hang up on you. So that's that's always the thing is the way to mess with them is just drag it out as long as you can talk as slowly <laughs> as you can. And then, uh, you know, and, and, and as long as you don't swear, they usually don't hang up until you say something really ridiculous, like you're living in your stretch Hummer and you need a loan, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like I like the idea that they will even bail on scamming you out of your money or identity if yeah. you swear. Like, yeah. well, sir, I I might be a horrible criminal on the other end of the phone. 
but yeah. you <laughs> keep them on their toes. Yeah. Well, I, I had. I, I had one guy going for so long that, uh, you know, I told him that there was an, a credit card company that had agreed to uh, refund some of my debt if I beat uh, their customer service representative in physical combat. Uh, and <laughs> and then I, I ended by at the end of the, you know, uh, at the end of calling him, I ended him by being like, oh, my God, he's here. We the fight is happening now. And uh, and the guy was on with me for like five minutes. It's on our YouTube. You can hear it. And it was it was so funny. But then when he hung up was when I like pulled the mic away from my mouth and was like pretending to get into it with John from American express where I was just like, Hey motherfucker, get out of my house. You know? And then they, that's when they hung up. But I talked to that guy for like five minutes and he was asking me like, is it going to be a death match? Like, do you think you can win? And I was like, I don't like my odds. The guy keeps sending me pictures of his muscles. He's pretty big. And until okay. and until that motherfucker got there, clean content, uh-huh. right? Just uh, keeping uh, him on the phone. Oh yeah, like. oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Talking you could, slow. You could have pretended to beat that man to death on on the phone, and uh, and it's they yeah. still couldn't have hung up as long as you didn't swear. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I I, I was you know I, I guess I I guess I ran out of ideas. I had to go to the to the cuss bag. <laughs> Well, and there's that that other thing that I uh, again reference another uh, comedian that Patton Oswalt pointed out, where it's like if you replace swears with something that's PG, it's usually so much more messed up sounding, you know? Oh yeah, uh, you know I think especially the, the sex stuff. Yeah, yeah, the sex stuff. Yeah, if you just like clean it up for like to where you could say it on TV, you're like that is so much weirder. That's a hundred times more weird, you know, like I, I had a I had a bit about this because there was like an old rock and roll song from like the, you know, the early 50s uh, that was called Shake, Rattle and Roll. And in the middle of the song, instead of instead of just saying like, you know, we made, you know, we made love or, you know, the physical act of coitus. He literally says, I'm a one eyed cat peeping in a seafood store. And you're like, oh, Oh, Lordy. That's good. That's horrifying. Oh that's I, really good. One eyed cat peeping in a seafood store. Is that what you yes. said? Yes. That's hmm. and it, it. Yeah. And this song is done by Elvis. It was done by Big Joe Turner. I think he wrote it. Uh, Bill Haley and the Comets. Like, this is like a widely known kind of rockabilly song. And just in the middle, <laughs> I'm like a one eyed cat peeping in the seafood store. And you're like, ah, what? No. No. Just, just, I would so I much rather it. you just be explicit. Like, I fucked her brains out. It's so much better. <laughs> in a seafood store. In a seafood store. (laughs) (laughs) The lobsters were watching. It was upset. I couldn't really I couldn't really do as well as I there were too many eyes, too many dead eyes just looking at me on the on the ice shelves. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm thinking of I think it was wet ass pussy when that came out, the radio edit was grosser. Like yeah. it, the radio edit was something like wet and gushy or something. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Which is worse. That's good. It's worse. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> just, just let it be. Just let it be what it is. Leave it alone. You know. I think we can get into some some stats and figures and facts and stuff about this topic. On every episode, our first fascinating thing about the topic is a quick set of fascinating numbers and statistics. This week, that's in a segment called. Sing us some stats, you're the Sif Pod man. I'm not sure of numbers and scores. Yes, he's sharing some stats on the Sif Podcast. And it's better than counting alone. Do 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 That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Thank you very much. Now let's hear the uncensored version. <laughs> oh yeah well uh ween has that cover of piano man where they go you know sing us a song you're the piano man put some coke on my dick tonight uh yeah <laughs> there is a dirty ween version did that oh yeah live in toronto it's a record that came out in like 2000 or something way well, and uh oh and and uh that name was submitted by tina v thank you tina that was very fun and we have a new name for this segment every week please make them as silly and wacky and bad as possible submit to sift pot on twitter or to sifpod at gmail.com. Uh, got some numbers and stats here about cursing, and the first one is a general one. It is two. Two is the general number of categories that English curse words fall into. And uh, the key source here is a book called Holy Shit, A Brief History of Swearing by Melissa Moore. 
And she says, in general, English curse words either come from a religious context or a bodily function context. And bodily function is usually either excretory or sexual. But uh, that's where English, and I guess many other languages, it's usually either from the like sacred religious beliefs or body stuff. Or both. Yeah. Religious would be taking the Lord's name in vain or... That'd be like, it'd be like, God damn. Or, right. or just yeah, damn. Yeah, God damn. Okay. Like saying Jesus Christ in a punchy way. Yeah. Like not descriptively, I think. Um, so that would be technically a swear, a curse to say Jesus Christ, but out of anger. Yeah. yeah like oh, if you stub okay. your toe, like Jesus Christ. I do that all the time. I didn't know I was swearing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was doing something good, actually. And it also really varies with people's beliefs, too, because also Melissa Moore writing this, she says that in Europe in the Middle Ages, almost all the curse words were religious context. And like the strongest curse word anybody knew was a phrase. It was by God's bones. Ooh, that's cool. <laughs> that was an incredibly powerful curse in, in medieval Europe was that's by awesome. God's bones. You know? Wow. I didn't know God had bones. <laughs> That's uh, <laughs> he must have some wicked osteoporosis by now, Lord. <laughs> I just did it, uh, yeah, Lord. Wow, I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> by God's bones, that's a good one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use that. Yeah, take that home with you, folks. You can shout it at people, and they won't know. They won't get it. Yeah, you can say that one on TV. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, next number here is another history thing. It's around 430 BC. This is a very long ago year, around 430 BC. That's the approximate date of the first performance of Oedipus Rex. Oedipus Rex oh, is a play. The birth of Motherfucker, I bet, right? <laughs> exactly. That's why it's coming up. They uh, they don't like say it in that, but a few of my sources, especially a book called In Praise of Profanity by Michael Adams, professor of English language and literature at Indiana University. A lot of them talk about how motherfucker is an incredibly like common and consistent curse word in english even though it it basically never happens uh, like the main touchstone for it is this greek play from 2500 years ago wow you think it never happens uh well <laughs> <laughs> yeah like the because in the play it's the incest version and that seems to be real rare people have sex with people who are mothers all the time but that i don't know about <laughs> let us know in the comments sound off yeah let us know in your comments what you do with your mom <laughs> but yeah because in the in the myth it's a story of oedipus unknowingly marrying and then having sex with his mother and apparently it's from a myth that's older than the performance but uh but yeah a remarkably common curse word and probably because it's so transgressive uh, in a lot of ways yeah yeah well and it's you know uh, uh, as carlin pointed out in a lot of uh in the seven dirty words bit like the hard k there is something about it where it's like it is i mean it's literally impactful you're you know yeah uh as they say uh what is it uh sound is uh touching someone without actually touching them like your mouth is bouncing off their eardrums so you are actually touching them and that like that actually is an it, literally an impactful thing. Yeah. So motherfucker, it's like you can really put some stank on it. It's uh, it's it's useful. Yeah, yeah, it's got force to it. And also the the scholar Michael Adams he points to motherfucker as a great example of the range of like meanings and valences that one curse word can have. Because the word fuck can be an explanation or a command or just an exclamation but then you can also build it into this whole different word motherfucker that that usually isn't meant literally it just means like i don't like you usually yeah. it's not like yeah, describing yeah. somebody's situation and relations so much right right yeah that it's funny because yeah you have the shorthand for something very specific but in order to describe that thing you probably wouldn't use the shorthand you would be like no he literally yeah. <laughs> it would take so long you wouldn't yeah. just call him yeah you're like you're not gonna believe this shit we're gonna need about 20 minutes to explain what brian did <laughs> this the start of the real explanation is like are you sitting down is this an yeah. okay time? Uh, I'm, about to, I'm about to tell you some weird shit, man. 
next number here, and it, it relates to the music we were talking about before. The next number is three. And three is the number of songs in the Billboard Top 10 chart in March of 2011 that all had the word fuck in the title. Ooh. In March of 2011, three songs in the top 10 had fuck in the title all at once. Ooh, can I guess? It's a- I, one of them's... One of them's Fuck You by CeeLo, right? Yeah, that's correct. Wow. Yeah. Ooh, good one. Oh, <laughs> uh, what else? Dude, March 2011, I was on fire, man. I was, I was, oh, I, I remember everything about it. <laughs> I don't, it's like a Maybe really weird too. name, that tune. I, we don't have to quiz it if you don't okay. want to, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are the other two? Yeah. I need to know. I'm, yeah, I'm amazed you pulled one. Uh, it was Fuck You by CeeLo Green, Fucking Perfect by Pink. And then tonight I'm fucking you by Enrique Iglesias. Yes, we're all charting I on that one. Oh my Damn. god, that Enrique song time is. In our life. <laughs> that, that have you heard? You know that song? It is. It is beyond lecherous. It is uh, just really, really one of the fuck. I mean, to go from bailamos to tonight I'm fucking you. Like it's very. Come on, let's just let the rhythm take you over, Enrique. We don't need all this. <laughs> I'm writing it down because I got to look it up. I'm sure I've heard it before if it was charting that good, but I can't I can't remember off the top of my head. But what well, a good and, time. And a, 2011. And, 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 yeah. and to our earlier point, like the radio edit is like, tonight, I'm loving you. And they changed it to that, oh, which is pretty which lame. is. Yeah, and then uh, f- uh, "fuck you" became "forget forget, forget you,", you. Forget which you. they, which I think ended up in a kids movie. So like now more <laughs> people know the "forget you" version. Yeah, yeah, and honestly, the "forget forget you" kind of works. You know, like in uh, yeah. that case, it That's sounds. True. Yeah. Hey, if you need to cash a check from DreamWorks Animation, baby, I you can make and it I work. Do. Yeah, I'm <laughs> desperate to. You can absolutely take whatever I write. That's like uh, they they did a kids' bop version of Despacito. Oh, <laughs> like that. <yeah>. Like, <laughs> oh wow! Man, really? Oh, <laughs> uh, the kid uh, kids' bop is everything, man. The just uh, the uh, headstrong by trapped that's a great one the, it's a but it's a chorus of children going headstrong will take you on headstrong will take on anyone just butt rock done by children it's one of life's uh simple pleasures i love it they don't know what they're doing they don't know what they're saying and those california girls kids bop covered it oh. so hot will melt your popsicle oh, 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 oh. <laughs> that's amazing uh, and children listening, like I've had my popsicle melt before. Literally, this is very relatable. <laughs> wow, I re- super relate. Yeah. When, when are those kids gonna get to the wet and gushy? Is my question. <laughs> when, when are the kids getting gushy? Just, like, <laughs> just they think they're singing about the Schlitterbahn or whatever. Like, no, it's not a water park. It's no. Uh, my wet ass slippy. My- <laughs> oh god yeah (laughs) there's also uh the other thing with this charting so that was march of 2011 three songs at once for some reason that seems like it was kind of a leap into just going ahead and saying it because as recently as march of 2009 there had been a hit song that made the top 20 by britney spears the title of the song was if you seek amy and I'm trying to really spread out the words I just said. If you seek Amy, became notorious because it's like clearly code for fuck me. It's just like if you yeah. say if you seek Amy quickly, it spells out F U C K M E, you know? Right. But it right. peaked at number 19 on the US charts and was top 20 in a lot of other Anglophone countries. And MTV News talked about being it being like a crisis for radio stations to figure out what to do. Because all of the words are technically okay. It's just that if you say them fast, it's a swear. That's cool. I yeah. like that. Very nifty. That was like the interesting time of like people getting censored. It's like, look how dumb the rules are. And then now I think now we're all, now we're fine. Since March of 2011, we've been fine. It's true. <laughs> the wall came down, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think she would like, she she seemed to find peak Let's work around it. And then everybody went for it is is maybe what happened. Whole thing. 
And then the the next number here, this is a TV one. The number is 1.73. So 1.73. That is the average number of fucks per minute in the final <laughs> season of the HBO television show Deadwood. Oh, the fans yeah. went and counted oh, per minute. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Hell yeah. I a quick, a very quick story. I, I that show is famous for they say cocksucker all the time, uh, yeah. and I went to Deadwood, uh, South South Dakota, and just was you know walking around checking it out. They had a huge T-shirt store that was like ninety percent Trump shirts, and then ten percent like just things that said Deadwood. But right when you walked in, there was there was a shirt. That was just hanging up in the window right next to all the Trump stuff that had Ian McShane on it. And it just said cocksucker. And I was like, that's awesome. I was like, I get it that in this town, surely people know what that means. But like, let's be real. Like a lot of people haven't seen Deadwood. So like, I just want to, you know, meet the, you know, weird Republicans from South Carolina. They're walking up like, oh, hell yeah. They got all these Trump shirts. They got all the cocksucker what like <laughs> like there have to be people that don't get it like and ian mcshane is just on the shirt and it doesn't say deadwood yeah. doesn't say anything it's not else. even a speech bubble coming out like it's no. just it's just like it's a old-timey little... western but... font <laughs> that's that, that's at least something there there's that uh show that came out with nicole kidman and hugh grant the undoing yeah. Did you guys watch that one? There was a uh, Donald Sutherland had uh was like uh, Nicole Kidman's dad and had like a a monologue that I love talking to his grandson's principal who's like trying to kick him out because of all the controversy was like sir you'll find that I'm a cocksucker and I don't mean it in the old in the in the way people use it now to mean gay I mean I'm an old fashioned cocksucker it's like my favorite thing i have seen on television in so long it's the best speech i've shown it to so many people oh damn yeah i gotta watch that now well that's a direct quote i I normally again i don't swear but as a quote if i'm quoting that's me this whole episode yeah like hey we're we're doing studies you know we're learning (laughs) i'm a scholar when i say that yeah when i say cocksucker i'm I'm being a scholar (laughs) Yeah, and I, is that show HBO too? HBO man, it I is. think they really pioneered a lot on US TV. Oh yeah, oh the 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 damn doors have blown off the hinges now. I was watching uh, my my friend Roy Wood Jr. just aired his special at like seven thirty p.m. Pacific time. Just saying fuck, no worries on Comedy Central. Yeah, there you He's go. So it's funny. Like, oh, He's the so best. Funny. Birmingham, 205, represent. <laughs> Go Ramsey baseball. <laughs> hey, are you buzz marketing Alabama? Hey, hey. I, I might be. I might be. There's there's dozens of us. <laughs> and uh, and with Deadwood, people got really into like the realism the writers were going for. And also, as part of their realism, they used modern curse words so that it would have that impact for us as a modern audience. Like it would actually feel like cursing and not like wacky old timey speak. Right. No one no one was calling anyone a puzzle wit, which was a big insult back in those days. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Like no God's I, bones did, or nothing. But isn't that you know? isn't that the opposite of what realism is? To make it more fake so that we're more interested? That's a very good point. Like, I don't think people in Deadwood, that's not, I don't look at that and I'm like, oh, that's real. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is like really good writing by professional writers. I think in the actual (laughs) time, they would have been a lot less eloquent and full of like Shakespearean talk, you know? I don't know. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I did look into the, like, when I got really into that show, I did end up looking into this. And apparently, Cocksucker didn't, wasn't going on in the 1870s. That was a little bit later. Uh, so uh, that 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 little bit, the most, you know, the word that people, I guess, apparently, according to a, a T-shirt store in the town, <laughs> yeah, most yeah. associate with that show. Uh, <laughs> apparently that wasn't happening at the time, or at least uh, uh, not not, you know, to that level. Not that way. Yeah. Yeah, that's all yeah. right on whether or not it's real or impactful or what, like fans got extra excited about just how often in particular the word fuck came up. Yeah. And so they did like a count of all the times someone said fuck stacked it against the runtime found an average of 1.73 fucks per minute also found that the previous season before the last season there had been a stat of 1.76 fucks per minute wow. so a few more oh so they yeah went they, a little harder 
they decided to tone it down a little bit. I mean, yeah. 1.7, that's that's the F, the U, and the C, you know? That's just missing the K. Oh, look at that. <laughs> there you go. And then uh, the next number here is four months. And four months is the length of the jail sentence given to comedian Lenny Bruce in 1964. Very, I, you guys are stand-ups, you know. But this is a very famous thing uh, for people who don't know. Uh, Lenny Bruce performed two shows in New York in 1964. Undercover NYPD detectives attended, arrested him after both of them. Uh, it led to charges on obscenity, and he was sentenced to four months in prison, uh, which he never ultimately served because he appealed. But he also could not get comedy work because clubs were afraid they would get in legal trouble. And then in 1966, he was found dead of a drug overdose. Yeah. But the, the threatened jail sentence for Lenny Bruce for using basically just sexually explicit language was four entire months in jail. I think he got off easy. <laughs> he deserved I, to go to jail and for I, longer. Yeah. I, I, I believe at one of those, uh, one of those times that he got arrested, George Carlin was there and supposedly like told the cop, like, fuck you. If you're going to arrest him, you have to arrest me too. And they threw threw, threw them both in the back of the paddy wagon. And he was like, it actually worked out good. Cause I got to talk to him about comedy on the ride to the jail. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, well, that's, that's one way to get FaceTime with your hero. You know? Yeah. It's just networking folks, folks. That's just... networking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You couldn't just message him on Instagram. You gotta, yeah, gotta get in, gotta get in the damn cop car. This is a business podcast now. This is how you win, folks. <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah. And uh, and yeah, Rivers. That's accurate. Yeah, it was a Chicago arrest in 1962 where they were both thrown in the same squad car and then yeah and bruce was also charged with obscenity in san francisco in 1961 and there were also some drug arrests along the way but he would go on to receive a posthumous pardon in 2003 Man. and the republican governor of new york george pataki gave the pardon and said that it was a declaration of new york's commitment to upholding the first amendment end quote oh okay i'm glad they did uh, that i bet he really appreciated it <laughs> <laughs> Imagine getting yeah. arrested for obscenity in San Francisco. That's in in the in the early sixties. Like that that seems uh yeah. seems like what, hard to do. What did he say? Health. What did he say to get arrested? Do you have do you have that info, Alex? Oh, it was some words that we see as curses now and also like some puns on coming. Like, <laughs> yeah, like it was coming it, like, making me laugh already. It means C U M coming. You I know? like it. I'm into it. Yeah. All right. Imagine going to jail for puns. <laughs> what are you? What are you in for? Armed robbery. What are you in for? Murder. What are you in for? Making Word wacky play. plays on words. <laughs> hey, do you right. want to hear one? I I entered ten puns into a pun contest. Did any of them? And, and none of them won. No pun in ten did. Uh, and then he just gets shanked in the neck with a toothbrush. <laughs> and and you did this to people as a surprise? No, they bought tickets to it. They showed up. They tried to see it. Uh, they paid for it. Yeah. Uh, they were really excited. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm scared. We're, we're heading in that direction again. People are going to get arrested for swearing. That is <laughs> well, it, you know, it, the well, the 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 slow creep had already begun when I left San Francisco because I lived there very briefly. The day I left to move to Los Angeles was the day they outlawed public nudity in San Francisco. So, you know, I, oh. I was there at the at the end of an era, and it was just in time. Literally, like two nights before, I was at Brainwash Cafe. I was on stage, and there's a nude, big, completely nude. No, better than that. <laughs> right. There's there was a there's a window right next to you where you're standing on the stage, and uh -huh. uh, a guy, a naked man on the street, just pushed his junk up against the window while I was on stage and I I had already gotten in the light so I was literally just like well I'm not funnier than that have a good night San Francisco and like walked <laughs> yeah. off because I'm not you have to like uh, know this about yourself I mean, like I'm not yeah. funnier than someone's junk big. pushed up against glass that's here's the funniest the shit ever there were undercover cops at that show and they saw that guy <laughs> and they're like we gotta outlaw this 
You gotta yeah. be able to arrest yeah, yeah. this man like Lenny Bruce. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 w- I wish I knew a young comedian that could have jumped in the car with him, but uh, I don't know. It'd probably be a, t- it'd be a TikToker at this point. <laughs> you know, got nude in solidarity. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah sure. Right. If you're gonna arrest him, just take it off your pants. You gotta arrest me too. Yeah, yeah. And then you're in the car, like, teach me. And he's like, I don't, I don't have advice. I'm just naked. I, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just like, there's catfish in my ears. The government put them there. And you're like, okay, man. This was not a good idea. This turned out, Lenny Bruce, you are not, sir. Off of that, we are going to a short break, followed by a whole new takeaway. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! It's hard to explain what happens on Jordan Jesse Go. So, I had my kids do it. Saying swear words. Saying swear words. Yeah, um, bad jokes. Bad jokes? Bad jokes. Maybe it's like you tell people that you're going to interview them, and then you just stay there, like, like really quiet. And try and creep them out. <laughs> it's just really boring. Because of Jordan, right? Not me. Because of both of you. Oh. Subscribe to Jordan Jesse Go, a comedy show for grown-ups. Well, and, uh, and there's two big takeaways for the main episode, and we can get into one of them very directly from this. Takeaway number one. American TV pretty much allows all of George Carlin's seven dirty words now. Nice. Uh, there, right. there are only pretty specific circumstances and situations where you can't say them. Yeah. Uh, and otherwise, you know, it's an old bit, but it's still Network old. television still, though, you can't really... Right? Network television still yeah. a little bit different? Yeah. That's the one. Yeah, I think network is different. It's it's all about, like, broad... It's about broadcasting and community standards. Uh, I, I worked in uh, college radio, and not we were a nonprofit station. And so, if you're a nonprofit station, I think you still have to maintain. Uh, you know, you can't you can't do the old. Can I do them? Shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. Those are the. Ooh, those are still yeah. because. Well, well, no, and, yeah, and yeah, sp- yeah. they are they are specifically because of a Supreme Court case where someone played that bit on the radio. And then the Supreme Court was like, you can't say shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker. And it's like it it was a self-actualizing joke. Like (laughs) it literally went to the Supreme Court. And so when I was doing when I was like training uh, for the to work on on radio, that was a thing. Now, commercial stations in some places have what they call safe harbor uh, laws, where after 10 p.m. It's kind of anything goes, which is where you get shows like Love Line, which was based out of L.A. And, you know, you can kind of be a little bit dirtier late at night uh, in some places but uh in you know believe it or not non-profit radio in alabama they were still like no 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 uh, it doesn't matter so <laughs> interesting can, can i get your your you guys's opinion i'm trying to like yeah. do a joke and hope you know trying to tape it and stuff could i say anal on network television or is that a no-go i think it's clinical right but if it's but if it's used specifically to describe a sex act I think that's still clinical. Like that I want to do anal. I I think yeah. Okay. yeah I think that's I think that still technically counts as clinical because that was one of the loopholes right was when they were telling us on radio is like oh you can is the weirdest thing where you can 
I, I, I believe you can say you, could, you they, they gave us a list. It was like you could say penis, like you could just use the clinical terms for yeah. everything, which made it so much fucking again to our earlier point, so much weirder but funnier. Uh, <laughs> right, so. right. <laughs> I, like John, I know Lynch. John Mulaney did have a bit where he was like talking about Law and Order SVU, and on it they were like they had Ice T say like anal contusions. And so yeah. it's like, yeah, on SVU, you can kind of get away with stuff because they're being, as you said, clinical about it. Yeah. Well, and there was yeah. this other weird one. And I think this just applies to Safe Harbor stuff. So, But uh, if I remember correctly, you can call someone an asshole, but you can't refer to your own body part. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You would have to call that, that your true. anus. Yeah. You would have to say anus. <laughs> but you can be like, that guy's an asshole, but you can't say my asshole hurts or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> George Carlin even knew that like in and and this bit it was taped in May of 1972 released on his album Class Clown but like there's even parts of the bit where he says like on a baseball broadcast they'll say he has two balls in the count but then like you can't say oh I think that play really hurt his balls like it's yeah. it's it's, <laughs> it's so right, much right. of Good. the the words are context and use it really yeah. breaks down to that and Rivers, that Supreme Court case you mentioned, it was the FCC versus Pacifica Foundation in 1978. And they found that basically the censors are right. The FCC could regulate from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. specifically because kids might be watching was their logic. But there's also a thing where a lot of networks on TV, like legally, they can suddenly start having anything on the air after 10. But then for like satisfying advertisers and for their general vibe. They will say, like, eh, maybe don't do that. So the the question is, like, fuzzy because it's both legal and, like, whatever ABC or CBS feels like makes sense to them. Yeah. Martin, that's a fascinating question. Yeah. Well, like, even, you know, I'm a big wrestling fan. And back in the 90s when they had uh, Monday Night Raw, it was actually... I, I was always like curious about that. And then when someone explained it to me, it made sense like right at the nine or I think it was nine o'clock central time. So right at the 10 o'clock hour Eastern time, the credits would come up for what they called raw is war. And then new credits would come up for war for war zone. And I, it didn't occur to me that like they split it in two for exactly the reason you're talking about. Like the first hour, it would be like stone cold drinking beer. And then the second, you know, the second hour, that's when like Sable would come out and they'd have like the bikini and you know like it got like really you know really dirty and they did that for exactly that wow. reason they like technically they didn't advertise this but they technically divided the show in half so it was a new show at that point even though it was all marketed as monday night raw i wish they made stone cold do something corny like this is a new show now like in the ring you know like <laughs> he just pops up like the <laughs> toasty guy in mortal Kombat. new show yeah. <laughs> give me a hell yeah if you want to see a new show <laughs> It's past 10. We can kill someone now on live television. Oh, it's worse than that, dude. I mean, you know, there was there was a segment where, uh, you know, uh, Triple H revealed that Kane had had sex with a dead body. You know, like, I mean, it was it was fucked up, dude. Like Talk about a war zone. A war wow. zone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like also part of it is which network things are on. Uh, but because uh, like main network TV, they'll still be pretty careful any hour of the day. But cable is outside of these rules. They'll each kind of brand themselves based on what they do. And based on my sources, all seven of the Carlin words are are on cable and have been on cable. And uh, there, I found a Variety article that said that in 2017, the FX cable channel show Feud Betty versus Joan is probably the first time a character said cunt on television, uh, or ah. at least that they had like recorded on American television. And and you know, yeah. so landmark there, we like crossed the final Carlin barrier in 2017. And it was weird. Just in the middle of the show, somebody stared at the camera, said it, and then went back to it. It had nothing to do with the story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was an ad for Cheerios between the scenes of the show. I re yeah, was yeah. really upset, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that and that Carlin bit too like I think people don't understand how pathbreaking it was because like I, I'm amazed you knew that Rivers I didn't know until researching that he was arrested with Bruce in one of those shows but then oh yeah 
like when Carlin was doing this bit, it was perfectly legal to release it on a record, but he proceeded to perform the bit later that summer and Milwaukee got arrested, like very luckily didn't get charged with anything and then was arrested a few more times for doing this like really seminal piece of someone finally pointing out how stupid (laughs) a lot of censorship is in American broadcasting. Well, yeah, what we were saying earlier uh, about clout chasing, it's like that was that's how he kind of got you know i mean not not to say that his material wasn't good because it definitely was but everything he did was absolutely it's the nwa effect like you're (laughs) you're like a pretty a somewhat successful rap group based out of los angeles until the fbi sends you a letter and then all of a sudden it's like oh to the moon baby to the moon like uh right you know (laughs) tell everyone this happened to me yeah 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 100 percent yeah that that was uh, I I, wa- I was watching uh, they re- they released some of the uh, uh, footage from uh, Let It Be the last uh, Beatles uh, movie uh, where they were performing on the roof and John Lennon was they were like asking him like is somebody is someone going to call the cops and he was like oh that would be awesome if we got arrested for playing loud on the roof <laughs> absolutely let's have someone call the cops that would be the perfect ending to this whole Beatles thing yeah yeah jail yeah yeah take me to jail. <laughs> Tell everyone. <laughs> like the Beatles and like Seinfeld, it's the same cell. And they're all yeah, just it's sitting the there. Same ending. <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal with the walrus? <laughs> George is getting upset. Calm down, George Harrison, the famous Beatle. Calm down. <laughs> George is getting upset. <laughs> he doesn't like Yoko hanging around. George is very upset. <laughs> Oh fuck! Um, <laughs> but yeah, and the as far as what words you can't say on TV, it ha- pretty much has to be a broadcast network during those those regular hours for it to be fully illegal. And otherwise, there's a bunch of gray area and a bunch of ways you can say it. And also, there's been a gradual societal thing where certain words started out just not kind of being said on TV because of of general standards and then bled their way in. There's one article I found that talks about the Grey's Anatomy writer's room, where in the in the 2000s, they were told that they could say the word penis, but could not say the word vagina because (laughs) vagina was more transgressive to them. Uh, because (laughs) because of how we censor like female sexuality more i think sure but uh but so then they were writing a doctor show where the doctors like couldn't say vagina like the the term for what that is and then i guess later since then an abc spokesman confirmed that they now can say vagina on gray's anatomy it's allowed (laughs) so before that was the doctor just walk in like margaret your hoo-ha is deplorable Your is, uh, <laughs> but like, really though, yeah, like they uh, apparently Gray's partly coined the slang term vajayjay because it was a censorship workaround because they weren't allowed to say vagina. Like Amazing. that's for real, yeah. <laughs> Ma'am, I'm sorry, your <laughs> is very, very infected. That's really good. Uh, <laughs> Folks, Reverie has a real slide whistle. That uh, wasn't uh, it wasn't me. Uh, <laughs> Dude, one of, one of our listeners sent that to me, and it has been. I keep it right next to my desk. It's the handiest fucking thing of all time. I I basically during during the pandemic, uh, any Zoom show I did, I turned into a slide whistle comedian. It was. Uh, it was I've, I've I've nearly learned how to play Free Bird on the slide whistle. I'm I'm losing my mind here. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, well, the and then the like last thing with TV censorship here is there's also a weird phenomenon where you had like the list of words nobody can say. Oh, scary. And then there's been a thing where once a word is in the gray area where you can kind of say it, then shows like say it a bunch because yeah. they want to be like as hardcore as they can within limits. And then the the most recent phenomenon of that was in the in the 2000s the word bitch like took over network television uh there was a parents group (laughs) and you know they have an agenda but they probably counted right there's a parents group that claimed that from 1998 to 2007 
the use of the word bitch on primetime network shows tripled and happened on more than six times as many shows uh, in that time. And by 2012, ABC premiered two new shows all at once. Uh, one was called Good Don't. Christian Bitches. The other one oh. was Don't Trust, Don't the, trust bitch the Bitch in Apartment 23. Yeah. Damn. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And they would they put a letter B instead of the whole word, but like And it like, rhymes that way, you know, like don't trust to be in apartment twenty three. Like that's that's a, a, a workaround Ooh. I like. Oh, and then there was Ooh. also that there was also that spinoff of Dora the Explorer, uh, Diego is a punk ass bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. I agree with the Christians on that. That was that was not good. <laughs> And Diego's cool. I mean, his monkey is cooler, but Diego's cool. <laughs> but yeah, so that's the the weird state of curse words on TV. And there's one other takeaway for the main episode here. Let's get into it. Takeaway number two. A loose handful of studies suggest that curse words can be a form of pain management. And there's not there's not a ton of study of this. I wouldn't say it's been like proven by science or whatever. But got a few sources here where people did loose studies that suggest that, like, it really helps your mind and body tolerate pain if you curse. Oh, okay. But, like, I would like to see that study measured against, like, people who say, like, Jeepers Creepers and, like, you know, weird Uh, stuff. uh, Like, you know. uh, Oh, gosh. (laughs) That say say gosh or golly or GD, you know. (laughs) Right. Does it feel yeah. better if you, you know, if you fall down and you scream, GD it? I I, th- I assume that it's just like a, that's what you say in that moment. So yeah, whatever feels comfortable for you to shout in the moment, yeah. you're just purging your own emotions. I feel like it's such a natural impulse to go to that. And, and it seems like basically no one had studied it until the last like 20 years or so. The, the main source here is a book called Swearing is Good for You by science writer Emma Byrne. And she says one study kind of sparked her to write this entire book. But it's a study done by Dr. Richard Stevens of Keele University in Staffordshire in the UK. In 2009, he took a group of 67 undergraduates. He had them stick their hands in ice cold water for as long as possible to see how long they could take it. And he had one group do it while saying a curse word and another group doing it while saying just a neutral random word. Hey, but but what even is a curse word in the UK? Oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. just let that shit fly, man. Yeah, I mean not to upset people, but pish posh. I know. I know I'm really going for it. Uh but uh <laughs> Oh no, no. I was going the other way with it, man. They be dropping C words like it's, you know, oh. familiarity there. Right, <laughs> that right. is the uh, queen says it. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're yeah, they're fast and loose with the uh with the cursing over there. I love it. When also, I guess in the study they let people pick their own curse word. So they like like before they people knew what the study was going to be. They said, like, if you harmed yourself by accident, what are five words you would say? And then they had him write a list and, and then use one of those. Give me yeah. seven. I have seven words that I have to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. For, well, for the for the UK, I was I was either thinking Fanny or, you know, something derogatory. They scream at a shopkeeper from the Middle East. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that would be their top two. <laughs> But but yeah, so they did this study and then they found that the volunteers who got to curse could be in the water one and a half times as long, which is a pretty big difference. Like they lasted, Mm. you know, like three, three halves as long as the other people because they uh, were allowed to like distract themselves or something. We don't know exactly how it helps. (laughs) They just had their hands in the water. Cheerio, 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 cheerio. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, and Emma Byrne says from there, there have been a few more like related studies that that same group did a similar study. And th- this sort of relates to the, the tame words we were joking about, actually, because they did a study where they had some people use the curse word fuck while they held their hands in the cold water. Other people said shit and other people said the even milder word bum, which also feels very British to me. Bum. Uh, but bum. <laughs> But uh, they actually found a stronger effect from the stronger curse words. Like people could last longer if they could, you know, speak more vulgarly while they were doing it. 
what what if, what if they were allowed to sing bum so they just had a bum 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 bum, bum. you know that might be more distracting <laughs> and then they formed a band folks the beatles it's mm-hmm. an amazing group that you should learn about <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, there's also been a study that claims that people's pain tolerance increases when they're in an aggressive mood. And so that that fits with cursing, like if you're cursing angrily, you know. Um, and another team at the University of Queensland in Australia uh, had a group of people recall memories of times they were excluded socially, like just talk about a time they were left out of a social situation. And they had the subjects either curse or not curse in retelling the memory and the, they claimed that the study suggested that cursing decreased the emotional pain of the memories. And I find all these studies very fuzzy. I, I don't know if it's like proving much, you know, but it's it's an indication that cursing can one way or another help us with stuff that hurts. When were they from? When were these studies from? They were from, uh, it's the last few years. That was the 2010s that the University of Queensland one was. Yeah, the oldest one here is like 2009. I won't soon forget okay. the day that Brian didn't invite me to the water park. Uh, <laughs> or should I say the fucking water park? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. They also all had funny accents. Who knows what they were saying? I don't know. You know, we can't study it. Well, and the, the one other thing with this, there's two more studies here, and they suggest that there might be a gender difference in the phenomenon where this actually helps men but not women so much. There was a team at the University of Huddersfield in the UK. They did research on men who have testicular cancer and found that the men found it more cathartic to get together and curse about their condition versus like a more traditional support group where you're not allowed. What 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 did the women do when they got testicular cancer? Did they... <laughs> Did Wait a minute, get, this all falls apart. Gab. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then the, the other study was at the University of Arizona on women with breast cancer. And they found that women who tended to curse about that situation when they described it, those women actually found themselves more depressed and more isolated from their social networks. And, uh, and yeah, it's all fuzzy, but they think it might be something with us, like, judging women when they curse a lot more than we judge men. Like, men seem to have kind of more license to do it, at least in, in the U.S. and in other cultures I've been in. No way. <laughs> <laughs> we treat everybody equal, always have, always will. <laughs> I did. I asked. I asked the guests to please end patriotically. So I'm glad we're doing that, uh, folks. USA. Oh, good, good. USA number one. Uh, <laughs> the star. The Star Spangled Dismount. Here we go. <laughs> That is the main episode for this week. My thanks to Rivers Langley and Martin Urbano for a fucking awesome episode. Anyway, I said that's the main episode because there is more secretly incredibly fascinating stuff available to you right now. If you support this show on Patreon.com, patrons get a bonus show every week where we explore one obviously incredibly fascinating story related to the main episode. This week's bonus topic is the curse words of ancient Rome and the curse words of science fiction. Two all at once. Visit sifpod.fun for that bonus show, for a library of almost six dozen other bonus shows, and to back this entire podcast operation. And thank you for exploring cursing with us. Here's one more run through the big takeaways. Takeaway number one, modern American TV pretty much allows all of George Carlin's seven dirty words. And takeaway number two, a loose handful of studies suggest that curse words can be a form of pain management, especially if you're male. Those are the takeaways. Also, please follow my guests. They're great. Rivers Langley is a wonderful stand-up comedian, and then his wonderful podcast is The Goods from the Woods. Very funny, lots of forgotten pop culture, lots of stuff about the South and life there and culture there, and so much more. 
And then Martin Urbano is another very, very funny stand-up comedian. And then his comedy game show is called Who Wants 269 with Martin Urbano. 269 is a dollar figure. Many research sources this week. Here are some key ones. A great book titled Holy Shit, A Brief History of Swearing. That's by Melissa Moore, who's a writer and also holds a PhD in literature from Stanford. Another great book titled In Praise of Profanity by Michael Adams, a professor of English language and literature at Indiana University. And then tons of online articles from there, in particular stuff from the First Amendment Encyclopedia, which is a project of Middle Tennessee State University. Find those and many more sources in this episode's links at sifpod.fun. And beyond all that, our theme music is Unbroken Unshaven by The Budos Band. Our show logo is by artist Burton Durand. Special thanks to Chris Souza for audio mastering on this episode. Extra, extra special thanks go to our patrons. I hope you love this week's bonus show. And thank you to all our listeners. I'm thrilled to say we will be back next week with more Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. So how about that? Talk to you then. <laughs>